Welcome to Saturdays in the Spirit. Guys, as a local church, Frontier Church is committed to five spiritual practices that together form the way of Jesus. Those practices are scripture, solitude, Sabbath, self-denial, and the seasons. Saturdays in the Spirit exist to help us put solitude into practice, and the point of Saturdays in the Spirit isn't ultimately Saturdays. The point is to live out Sundays through Saturdays in the Spirit. So think of this as your intro course to solitude. Um, Church, tonight, by the end of this prayer, my hope is that you walk away with a strong, compelling image for your prayer life. Now, I meant every word that I said right there. Not a definition of prayer, not an explanation of prayer, but a strong, compelling image image for prayer. Like we said a few weeks ago, for the entire Habakkuk sermon series, we are praying along with the book of Habakkuk. So for the next eight or so weeks, whatever we've got left in the sermon series, every time you join us in Saturdays in the Spirit, the main focus of our time together will be praying through and meditating and marinating on the book of Habakkuk. The words of Habakkuk will be our main words. The thoughts of Habakkuk will be our main thoughts, and the essence of Habakkuk's prayer will form the shape and essence of our prayers. So a quick recap of Habakkuk chapter 1. In in chapter 1, in the book of Habakkuk, there's this back and forth between Habakkuk and God. It's It's a dialogue. It's a prayer. Habakkuk launches his first complaint to God by saying, God, all of this bad stuff is going on in Judah, the nation that I live in. Why aren't you doing anything? And God responds by saying, I am doing something. I'm raising up the Chaldeans as a judgment on Judah. This is not what Habakkuk wanted to hear. So Habakkuk launches a second complaint. Are you even God? Didn't you make a covenant with us? Aren't we your chosen people? How could you use an even more wicked nation than Judah to punish Judah? And we ended our time together two weeks ago with Habakkuk's second complaint. Something's going to change in our text tomorrow morning. There's going to be a wall that crumbles inside of Habakkuk after his second complaint. There's going to be something that softens in Habakkuk's interior life. His heart grows a little more tender. After Habakkuk's second complaint, Habakkuk decides to wait patiently for an answer from God. Here's the way that Habakkuk says it in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. I will take my stand at the watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. Now, this might be, will be, strange for some of you, but it would be helpful for you to furnish your imagination with our text. What I mean by that is begin to visualize the prophet Habakkuk stationed on his watchtower with his face set to the distance, waiting patiently on this tower to hear from God. This is in our text, and it's an incredibly helpful visual for prayer. And as we launch into prayer, visualize yourself 
on the watchtower with Habakkuk, waiting patiently to hear from God, 100% confident and expectant to hear from God. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. It might feel pretty strange to join Habakkuk on the watchtower at first. As a modern believer, you'll be tempted to think, so what do we do up here on the watchtower wall? Well, we practice faith. We look out into the darkness and we wait for God to speak or move. And again, as a modern believer, that doesn't feel like you're maximizing your time. You'll be tempted to think, right, but we can still scroll on our phones, right? It wouldn't hurt to pay a few bills or browse through my emails real quickly, right? Wrong. The point is waiting in the silence and solitude with faith that is expectant that God will answer us. When Habakkuk prays on his watchtower, he doesn't just rush to amen and then go on with his life. When Habakkuk prays, he doesn't just hang up the phone after he's done talking. Habakkuk speaks to God and then he waits. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1 
I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. Is there something that God wants to say to you tonight? About anything? Simply wait on the Lord with the expectation that he will speak to you in this moment.
One of the most important things that I felt God press on my heart this week was to state something that's like really, really obvious. That thing is this. The modern world is not conducive to a life of prayer. The the modern world does not want you to station yourself on a watchtower. It doesn't want you to be like a vigilant watchman like Habakkuk who faithfully waits to hear from God. The modern world doesn't want you to develop an intense prayer life that peers into the darkness and waits on the Lord to speak to you. And the reason why it doesn't want you to be a watchman is because it wants you to be a consumer. It'll try and kick you off of your watchtower because who is easier to sell products to? The woman on top of the watchtower with her attention turned fully towards God or the wounded woman at the foot of the watchtower who was pushed off and is dazed, confused, and hurt. The better consumer is the person at the bottom. You can sell that person an iPhone app, right? You can sell that person new clothes, fast food, any anything. They're hurt and wounded and looking to consume something. So if you want to live a life of prayer in the modern world, you will not drift into it accidentally. You will have to identify times of intense solitude, like Saturday nights, and then militantly guard those times. Are you giving prayer that priority that you should have in your life? Do you, like Habakkuk, stand at your watch post and look out to see what he wants to say to you? Just dialogue with God about these matters and dialogue with God about the nature of your prayer life in this moment.
Amen. Church, we, we have to be vigilant with the practice of solitude. And I know that I'm kind of preaching to the choir because if you're listening to this, you're already doing Saturdays in the Spirit. But if you want to have a prayer life that's more pleasurable and joyful than all of our distractions, then we have to identify times of solitude schedule around times of solitude and then militantly guard those times of solitude when life gets busy. And guys, that's what we're that's why we're trying our hardest as a local church to help train you to live a life of solitude. Every Saturday we do this through Saturdays in the Spirit. These 15 to 20 minutes of guided prayer is our way of helping you begin to build your solitude muscles. If you circle Saturday nights every week on your calendar, engage in Saturdays in the spirit, then over time you'll be learning the discipline of how to identify times of solitude, schedule around times of solitude, and then militantly guard those times of solitude. And once you begin to master those skills, then you can begin to ad-lib. You can begin to improve with your newly developed skills of solitude and you'll begin to be able to take bigger steps towards solitude, like scheduling out an hour or two every week when your husband watches the kids so that you can retreat to your favorite place in nature by leaving your phone in your car and sitting down on a tree stump with nothing but you, your journal, and God or whatever solitude looks like for you. But little by little, you can build and build on the practice of solitude until it feels pretty normal for you to climb up your little ladder and join Habakkuk on the watchtower and then peer out into the darkness of life and with faith wait for God to speak or move in your life. You'll become a person of you'll become a person of resistance in a world that is just controlled by rings, dings, and buzzes. So I hope that the image of Habakkuk on his watchtower waiting to hear from God is helpful for you as somebody who's fighting to be a person of prayer in the modern world. I told you at the beginning of this prayer that my one goal was that you walk away from Saturdays in the Spirit tonight with a visual concrete image of prayer. And I hope that Habakkuk's watchtower has given that to you. I love you guys and I can't wait to worship Jesus with you tomorrow morning.